Evangelism. Join me, 1360 KHNC. Power surges and lightning bolts can cause damage to your electronic devices. A EMP attack can fry everything, leaving everyone looking like the Flintstones. But don't let that happen. Go to EMPShield.com and enter KHNC in the promo code box. EMP Shield can keep you secure and running when no one else can. American-made electronic protection. Again, put KHNC in the promo box. EMPShield.com. Now is the time to fight for your child's education. We are enrolling now at Civica Academy Charter School in Millican, a tuition-free middle school high school. We are focused on smart and kind students who are prepared for the real world and love this country. We stand for the pledge. We shake hands. We don't have cell phones during the day and focus on pursuing an industry certification by graduation. We are proudly outperforming surrounding schools academically while raising up civic leaders. I believe in this generation, and we are prepared at Civica to change the world one child at a time. Visit us at civicaco.org. The views and opinions expressed on 1360 KHNC are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Excursion Broadcasting Network. Good morning. Welcome to today's program, the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. I'm the founder of the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry uh, by the will of God, not by the will of man. I didn't, uh, my early Christian life, I didn't have any plans to do anything but just follow the Lord in wherever he would take me. In 1988, he told me I would have a ministry. It was in September. And I uh, had to think about it, but I knew it was the Lord. And he said, I want you to start a ministry. But he didn't tell me when. He just told me what he wanted me to do in the future. The Holy Spirit is speaking to everyone listening Presently, right now, God is speaking to you. The problem isn't God speaking. The problem is you hearing. God is always speaking to his children, but his children are busy. Your mind is full of clutter. You're contaminated in your mind with too many things. You can't hear what God is speaking to you. But in spite of all of the chatter, clutter, all of the noise, like white noise, still, God 
If you want to truly hear what God is speaking to you, you will hear through all of the noise. Like being in a stadium when everybody is is uh, cheering because somebody just made a touchdown in a football stadium. But somebody calls your name, somebody around you. And in spite of all that noise, you hear your name. Bob, Jane, John, Ed, Philip. Martine, whatever it may be, and you'll hear your name. So the Lord told me, I want you to start a ministry. You can hear what he's asking you to do. Secondly, once you hear what he asks you to do, or when he is telling you your future, don't just assume you have the ability to just go do it or to begin. I, I didn't have the ability to start a ministry. I didn't know what that meant. So I just sat. I did nothing. In America, we want to achieve. We're, we're a, a nation of people who are ambitious. If the Lord gives you an insight into your future, let him have the opportunity to complete the thought you got a, a portion of what he wants you to do. But don't, but let him finish, let him complete the thought. And he will direct you into exactly what he is asking you to do. I waited until 2001. And in 2001, in about March, I was working with fellowship, a fellowship in Denver a children's church, and it was in about March of 2001 that the Lord said, you're going to now begin your own ministry. You have been assisting pastors, churches, helping here, wherever I've asked you to assist my people, you've, you've, been, you've been faithful. This brother needed help with children, you've been faithful. You and your wife have helped him. But now, I'm going to, you're going to begin your own ministry. And with your own ministry, it means a whole new sphere of ministry. So that was 2001. Like I stated last week, in 1998... Lord told me that there would be many people moving to Colorado. And by many, I just heard many. I didn't let my mind get too active. I didn't know exactly what that meant, but he said many people would move to Colorado. In 1998, Denver was really what they called a cow town. But from 1998 here 20, roughly almost 25 years later, Denver has become a center, international center. DIA is now, it, it exists, we're an international airport out there, and we are a new a world order center. And then later the Lord revealed that what he meant by many 
is millions would come to Colorado. With every everything that the Holy Spirit speaks to us, if it doesn't come to pass, it was not the Holy Spirit. So with whenever I felt God was speaking something to me, I had to wait to test it because I don't trust myself. The prophetic people, don't trust yourself. You may have prophetic gifting, but until you learn to really know God's word, be very careful. There is a prophetic move in northern Colorado, and I will tell you what I mean by a prophetic move. God gets to determine in any area of the country, of any nation, with any people, when he is going to pour his Holy Spirit out to accomplish an objective. And when he decides he's going to accomplish an objective, he will begin to work with his people who are born again and give them insight and revelation and reveal to them what he wants them to do. Elijah was told one day to go to talk to Ahab and to tell Ahab that the Israel would get no rain for three and a half years. It came to pass, Elijah is told to go tell Ahab the rains are going to commence once again. So for that region, for that time, there was going to be drought for three and a half years, then rains would come. In America, in 1961, God had an objective in the United States of America. Yes, he had an objective in Israel, in Germany, in Europe, all over the world. But he had an objective to fulfill prophecy. King David, in Psalm 24, verse 6, said that there would be a generation that would seek the face of the God of Jacob. A generation. There have been many generations from the time that David spoke those words to our present. There has never been a generation to this time that has sought the face of Jacob. But in 1961, the Holy Spirit began to move upon the hearts of baby boom generation children to fulfill the prophecy of King David in Proverbs, I'm sorry, in Psalm 24, verse 6. And he began to pour his spirit out upon the baby boom generation children. 
and the Jesus movement, what we would term the Jesus movement of the 60s and 70s began. It was a time where the Holy Spirit, through His Spirit, outside of the boundaries of the churches, outside of the boundaries of religion, outside of the systems of religion that we have today. God uses the systems, but the systems can also be used by Satan to keep God's children from growing, from knowing the Holy Spirit, from knowing the anointing. But Christ decided that in America, in this generation of children from about 1960 to 1974, or to 76 roughly, from 1960 to 1976, that 16 year period of time, he was going to reveal himself through revelation and God always begins everything with revelation. He visits people and reveals something to them. An example, the Apostle Paul was persecuting Christians on the way to Damascus. He sees a light in the middle of the day. God tells him he's persecuting the Christians. By persecuting the Christians, they're, he, they're, he's persecuting Jesus. And he had a revelation. For those who were born again, every one of you had a visit by God. You had a revelation. And that revelation gave you the reality that God was real. And you repented. And you accepted Christ into your life gave him permission, hopefully, to direct you in your future. Everything comes by revelation. So in that 16-year period of time, outside of the church walls, outside of the church influence, in the drug culture, in the world of alcoholism for these young people, in the world of promiscuity, uh, witchcraft, every evil of the society. God appeared to millions of young people and they received Christ. And in that group were Jewish people. It was to Gentiles and Jewish people. This was the major move that would fulfill King David's word in Psalm 24, verse 6. There will be a generation that will seek the face of the God of Jacob, that seeks your face, O God of Jacob. In that whole collective, in that whole group of young people that met the Lord, not all of them were faithful. Not all of them were careful. Many of them ended up in main denominations and main uh, 
churches in the evangelical churches. Some went back to Catholicism. Some went back to the Lutheran churches. Some went back. They came out of the Lutheran churches. They went back. Some were Catholics. They went back to Catholicism. In the evangelical churches, they began, these people knew the Lord, they met the Lord, and they began to just function, operate by reading the Bible on their own, by praying with other Christians on their own, by praying by themselves, by preaching the gospel, telling other people about the Lord without anybody telling them. It's just what happens. A baby... When a child is born, the baby, you don't have to teach the baby to cry. The baby just cries when it has a need. You don't have to teach the baby to make little noises. It just does that instinctively. You don't have to tell the baby to go to sleep. It just does what a baby does. When these young Baby boom generation children met the Lord. They just began to do what they, no one had to teach them to go start a coffee shop or to go onto the street, preach the gospel, to print tracts, to sing songs. It was instinctive. Everything comes via revelation, everything. What I'm speaking to you presently, if you don't have an ear to hear what the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, then I would just say, you probably should just go do something else. Enjoy your day. I'm not, in my ministry, I don't have a church I don't have a program. I don't have programs. That's not what God called me to do. The Lord told me I would start a ministry. I would assist where God would ask me to assist, and I would instruct God's children in the ways of God and warn the children of God about the traps throughout all of evangelical Christianity, throughout the Pentecostal churches, with Catholicism, with main, mainline, mainstream denominations, the traps that Satan has set to keep you from knowing the Lord, to keep you from growing, and to keep you bound in your sins, keep you bound in your culture, keep you bound through generational curses, Many Christians, they don't know what's wrong with them. There are spiritual principles that tie them to their parents, to their lineage. And people say, well, you know, we're going to turn out just like your parents. Well, you're going to if there's a spirits involved. People in witchcraft, from one generation to the other to the next because there's a curse upon the family and the curses are powerful and they keep the children of these families in witchcraft. When these children are born, they are born with an intuition 
but not toward God. The intuition won't work to lead them to God. The intuition is to keep them open to demons. It's very complicated. The Christian life is very complicated. Spiritual things, the DNA, the DNA is a very intricate, complicated enzymes, whatever you want to call them. The spiritual life is more complicated. For a Christian to begin his Christian walk and to walk through his life or their lives and grow and be mature like the apostles, it is a very difficult walk. It is, there is nothing in life harder than being a sound believer in Jesus Christ, being faithful. Nothing more difficult than that. You can try out for the Olympics. It doesn't compare. The Christian walk, nothing is more demanding than the Christian walk. But because we have the Holy Spirit, it is possible for us to walk pleasing to God and pleasing to man through our lives. And be pleasing. It doesn't take discipline. That's part of it. But it just takes an individual. It takes consecration. To begin your Christian walk, if you do not consecrate yourself, you're going to Uh, you're, how would I phrase it? It's, it's like being like a, uh, a semi carrying goods across the country. And you're, you are the goods. You have a destination. But if you're not consecrated, a, a bus, let's use the example of a bus. You'll get off at a stop to use the restroom and you won't get back on the bus. And you wait for the bus to come, another bus to come a day or two or a year or 10 years later, and you get back on the bus to continue your Christian walk. You have to be consecrated, consecrated, meaning you've made a decision that you are going to walk in the direction that God desires you, has asked you to go, and be faithful. It's going to be difficult, but there is no greater experience in life Nothing is is uh, more rewarding than being a believer. That every day you do your you do what you can to move forward with the Lord to grow in the Lord. Nothing more rewarding than that. So the Jesus movement, millions who became believers were sidetracked. Out of the whole group that were born again during that move of God, the move of the Holy Spirit, a fraction, a fraction, a small, I use the word residue, because that's what Isaiah used. He said there would be a remnant. And then he said there would be a small remnant. And there would be something to the effect of a, just a little company 
of faithful people in the in the uh, the plans of God, and then he used his final word. There would be a residue, just a residue. I was watching a commercial about uh, dishwashing liquid, and they used two different brands, and they finished. They pulled the dishes out of the dishwasher, and they looked identical. Both of them were spotless. But then they went on to uh, some type of photography, and you could see one of the dishwashing liquids left a little residue of uh, whatever they was on the plate. There was a residue. The other plate was spotless. <clears throat> Isaiah said, there would be a residue of people that would be faithful to God. One thing that's very hard for Christian people to understand, not all Christians, the whole family of God is not going to be faithful. The whole family of God, for the most part, is going to be deceived. They're going to be deceived in their interpretation of doctrine, their interpretation of theology. They're going to be deceived in the all of these assemblies. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, you're not going to see the true spirit behind the churches or slash assemblies that you may tie yourself into. If you don't really know what's happening in the pulpit and who the person on the pulpit is tied in with, you're going to be deceived. There's only a, in the book of Revelation, chapter 2 and 3, to each of the seven churches. Of these seven churches, these lampstands, there is only, there is the overcomer and the non-overcomer. The warning is in each lampstand, to he who overcomes. So does that mean that all of the believers overcame? No. To he who overcomes. The parable of the ten virgins. Five foolish, five wise. Well, are they God's children? Yes. Are they going to be with God eternally? Yes. Well, don't all of them go into the wedding feast and the banquet with the, with the bride? No. Because Christians don't know their doctrine, they don't understand that the millennial kingdom that is coming shortly. I'm going to go to a break. I'll have to be back. Ammo in northern Colorado. But what many people may not know is that we now sell firearms. And even despite the recent run on firearms and ammunition, we have plenty of product in the store, including ARs, AKs, Glocks, SIGs, HK, and more. And don't forget all the bulk ammunition at the best prices in town. Need to do a private firearms transfer? We can do that too. I am a veteran of the United States Marine Corps, and our team is made up of veterans and security experts, not a bunch of salesmen. Our team is trained and fought with much of the actual equipment we sell. And one thing you should know is that we support the foundations and principles this great country was founded upon. So if you need tactical gear, ammo, firearms, AR parts or upgrades, and even survival accessories, Stop by and visit us on Ken Pratt Boulevard and Bowen Street in Longmont. Or visit warriorsrevolution.com. That's warriorsrevolution.com. 
Okay, con- continuing. I always forget to give out two things. Contact information, Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. This is a radio church, and in the sense of this is a, an assembly of believers listening on the radio. It is a church. This is what the Holy Spirit asked me to do, start a ministry. In the ministry, it would be a radio church. I didn't know that. But things developed, and it just so happened it ended up my doing a sermon weekly, teachings weekly on the radio. So Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. Then also the programs are always streamed on this station, 1360 KHNC. This radio station, everything is streamed around the clock. Every program, night and day, 1360KHNC.com. There are many podcasts, many hosts have their programs, podcasts. I do. I have two podcasts. One is this program, the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church, OTLS Ministry, on 1360KHNC.com. Go to the podcast section for the Olive Tree Ministry. Also, the other podcast is through the week, Monday through Friday, from 2 to 3, I host The Present Truth also on podcast. With ministry, I didn't know my ministry would be a radio church, and it just so happened that I'll tell you the story. I had been in Las Vegas, Nevada, and I ended up on a radio station, KKVV, in Las Vegas in 2005, early 2005, March. I was on that station till the end of 2008, December. Through a, an individual out of the movement of prophetic people down in southern Colorado, there was a sister-husband. Uh, they were ministers together. They'd come up to northern Colorado to Pastor Mel Johnson's church, All Nations Church, and I had gone to a meeting with my wife on a, uh, every month he has an afternoon meeting. He has a speaker come in every once a month. And a sister and her husband were giving prophetic words. And she prophesied that I would be on the radio. That was in November. I end up in Las Vegas. I'm on the radio in March. This is how things work. Many people, I'm going to, a side note, many Christians are ambitious. They want to believe they're going to do great things for God. 
They want to start a ministry, especially women and men, but women. They want to do something great for God. They don't listen to the Holy Spirit. They don't know what God has gifted them to do. But they take their natural ability, their giftings, their talents, what they are naturally, their intellect, their charisma, and they start something for God, and they deceive many people into that work. And many people who should have been in another field end up in their field and miss a percentage of time or, or miss an opportunity that God had for them elsewhere. With, when the Holy Spirit speaks something, it's got to be tested. So the Lord, through this sister, told me I'd be on the radio. God worked things out. I began a radio program in Las Vegas. And I knew that there would be a period of time where the Holy Spirit would allow me to leave Colorado. I don't like Colorado. This is a very powerful occult state. There, the witchcraft is extremely powerful in this state. I have other prophecies about Colorado that I've never presented on the radio, which I will. And I, in 2003, I had looked at Las Vegas, Nevada, and God worked it out. I end up in Las Vegas, Nevada in March. It was actually February of 2005. I could not leave Colorado to do anything because my parents were alive. And in the, in the 80s, in the 90s actually, the Lord told me one day I wanted, I hated Colorado. I'd love to have just left Colorado and pick up my wife and children and belongings, the dog, the cat, the duck, you know, the, the lambs and whatever else I had at the time and move. But God wouldn't let me go. He told me, you are to take care of your father and mother and you must live in the Longmont zip code area until they are with me. So that I knew that I could not even entertain the thought of leaving Colorado. My mother passed away in uh, 2004. And I knew at that time that now my responsibility had been taken care of and the Lord would let me move elsewhere, but I didn't know where. But my wife and I began to travel. Her mother lived in in uh, Phoenix, East Phoenix. We get to travel. We get to visit. And then in 2005, we actually end up moving to Las Vegas. That part, that began giving me a new direction. But I knew eventually I would have, I loved Las Vegas. I loved the casinos, the smell of casinos. You go in, the smell of smoke, uh, people smoking, the perfume, cheap perfume, 
I don't know why. I can't tell you why. The only thing I could figure out years later is because I was ordained to be there. I would love it. Uh, the culture, you know, it's what it is. We'd go to the buffets, whatever. But this is where God had me. And this is where God kept me. And I met the people that I was supposed to meet. And on the radio, as I'm doing this radio program, I would think, well, am I really being impactful? Am I really affecting people? Later, years later, I would find out, yes, it was very, it was a very uh, productive time for me spiritually. But the Holy Spirit came to me one day and he just told me, I'm training you. I'm using this as a training ground. I'm training you for something in the future. I understood that. I'm giving you these testimonies so you can look at your life and see where God has spoken to you and where you heard him and when you moved with him according to what his word was to you and when you missed him. Fortunately, through his sovereignty, I didn't miss him. Then I end up, I, I knew, I had instinctively knew that about the end of 2008, I think my, I knew my time on the radio was just about done. I didn't want to move back to Colorado, and God worked it out. I, I didn't come back to Colorado to 2016 to reside once again. And he worked that out where he brought me back, and I was forced to stay, not knowing that I would be on this station with a ministry church. I would, because of this station and the past, I never felt comfortable even considering being on this station here. 2017, the Lord one day asked me a question. Did you enjoy being on the radio in Vegas? I thought that was an odd question. And I had to think about it. I don't always just say, I don't answer quickly. I, I, I consider things. I try to consider. One thing I like to do is I like to listen to people. I don't, I don't generally like to talk. And I have people who... I just like to listen to them. Do you, did you like being on the radio? And I thought about it. I thought about it. And I thought, well, Lord, well, yes, I, I, I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. Because I wasn't studying for the audience. Uh, and even... Presently, as I'm speaking to you, yes, on one, on one hand, I do study for this audience to present to you the very, very best that I can possibly offer you in understanding knowledge, insight, experiences, testimonies, and revelation and scripture. 
But on the other hand, I really study for myself. And every pastor in their studies, it is really they're studying so that they might see God even more clearly. And as they see God more clearly, then they can present what they see to their to those that that they're responsible for. But I told the Lord, I said, yes, Lord, I, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed Las Vegas. I enjoyed all of it. I, it was marvelous. The people I met, the places you, things that you, the, the prophecies that were fulfilled, many different prophecies about my future. And then I had to think about it, and I thought, okay, then I got I, I, re, I knew what the Lord was really asking. Do you think you need to be on radio again? And I thought, well, yes. Wow, I never thought of it, Lord, but yeah. You trained me to be, you trained me back then, but what? Okay, I'm back in Colorado, and... I know my ministry is in northern Colorado, but I don't know how to affect northern Colorado. Then it would expand to central Colorado along the Front Range. Then it would expand to southern Colorado and Colorado Springs. It's still in expansion. But I said, okay. And so I began to look at the radio stations. I looked down at KLTT down in Denver. KLT, I think it is now, different I looked up at Cheyenne, nothing, nothing, nothing. I'm thinking about this station, and this is when the Wiedemanns still had it. And I didn't have any peace to uh, do anything. So I said, well, Mel, it would be good, but I, there's no, I feel no peace about any radio station that, I, that I'm aware of. So I had to leave it. Then... One day I tune into KKVV. I'm sorry, KKVV. That's Las Vegas. To uh, I tune into the station to KHNC, and I hear Joe talking about he'd made the decision to buy the station. And I, I thought, whoa, 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 because I didn't listen every day. I just once in a while I tune in. But that one particular day, I heard Joe say that they had, they I think, already were in the process of purchasing the station. And then I had to take notice, and the Lord reminded me. I said, but Lord, you warned me not to be on this station. You warned me, no. And the Lord said, yes, I was just telling you, not when the Wiedemanns owned it. But now there's a new owner. And so with that, I was receptive. I waited. I came in one day. At that time, Jason was uh, the manager. And I began the uh, one, one uh, two-hour program on Thursday, open forum. But that was it. And they were just beginning to gain a little momentum. Weekends were still pretty dead. Um... I guess I can say that, because that's really the truth. And 
Eric Cedarstrom, his last visit to Colorado, had come into town. And I, uh, I hadn't seen him. And uh, he was getting ready to leave. And I was, I was taking a drive and I was praying about some matters, listening to the station. And the Lord stopped me in the prayer drive and he says, I want you to go talk to Eric and ask him what he would charge for a Sunday program. So I, and the Lord said, you've got to be there. He's going to leave as soon as the three to four program is over. He's leaving. Be there before three. Because after three o'clock, you won't have time to talk to him. So I turned, flipped to you, came into Johnstown. I didn't speed, though, <clears throat> for those that it might be uh, state patrol or whatever. I didn't speed. I was, uh, I, I, I was, you know, well, I, I, I was borderline speeding. But I had to get here before 3 o'clock. I came in at 10 till, 10 to 3, was able to visit with Eric for just a second and made an agreement. And Eric asked me, he said, uh, <clears throat> it's, the way, it's the way the evangelical churches are. He said, uh, so what are you wanting to do? I said, oh, I was just thinking about maybe a Sunday program. When? Sunday morning. Okay, what kind of program? I said, well, it'd be kind of a, Oh, I said I had a program in Las Vegas. It was a, it was a ministry, ministry program. He said, "So you're saying a church?" I said, "Well, no, not so much a church." He said, "You're saying a radio church?" I said, "No, Eric, more of a just a Sunday, you know, ministry. That's what I did out in Las Vegas." He goes, "Oh, oh, so you're saying that you wanted to start a radio church?" I said, well, no, Eric, actually, you know, I wasn't so much a church. It's just a ministry doing the same thing I did out in Las Vegas. I do, you know, talk scripture and a little bit about the current events. Is oh, so it's a radio church. And the third time the Lord said, go with it. Just go with it. I said, okay, yes, yeah, a radio church. He says, great, great. I've been wanting somebody to do a program on Sundays, a radio church program. I had two people in mind, but both people had said no. And now you walk in the door and you want to do a radio church program. Great, great. Okay, all right. You're, you're going to do it. You, I want you to do the radio church program on Sunday. That's the one thing I wanted to do. And I said, I said, well, okay. And then I talked to Joe on Monday. And we worked everything out. I've been here since. That's how this came to pass. The Lord had spoken to me a year earlier about being on the radio. In the meantime, Joe buys the station. Then I'm on the open forum on Thursday and on Sunday. This is how God works it prophetically with his people. This is how the Lord orchestrates things so that if he asked me to be to start a ministry, it's his responsibility to train me. It's his and in, in, in 2000 in 1988, I'm going to start a ministry. I don't start it until he gives me permission in 2001. Then in 2002, I'm thinking, well, with my ministry, how am I going to 
what am I going to do? Because presently I don't have a, a way to minister. And then I start thinking about Las Vegas. I don't know about radio until the sister prophesies I'll be on the radio. I'm on the radio. I'm in Vegas. That ends. I'm basically in transit. And then things develop. And now I have a ministry, a radio church. I didn't choose that name. Eric Cedarstrom pushed it, pushed it, pushed it. So by the hand of God, I'm resisting God's will in a sense. And Eric is the individual that the Lord sends to direct me into a radio church program. And then Eric, as you know, maybe many don't, he goes back to Phoenix and he gets COVID and he dies. He passes away. So that's how I end up here on a radio church. Now, with Revelation, many want, because of the, we are very, um, Oh, I'm trying to find the word I used earlier. Americans, we are um, ambitious. Ambitious. Ambition does more to destroy people individually and families and to, than, than basically anything. But not only does ambition and destroy individuals, the people that join their ministries or churches or their works, these people are effective, affected in a negative way. Ambition destroys them also. I, when I was in Las Vegas, 2007, I gave a prophecy about Northern Colorado and Southern Colorado. The move of the Holy Spirit in Colorado Springs ended in 2001. It began in 1991. It was about a 10-year swing. James Dobson moves to Colorado Springs. Many ministries move to Colorado Springs to, to ride that coattail, his coattail. 2001, it had ended. The Lord was already lifting his spirit off of that move in southern Colorado. And I'll be honest with you, it's because they had become, the direction that was being given to the churches down there was the new apostolic reform movement. It was a, it was a doctrine of demons, many who are listening, that are involved in that movement. Just listen to what I'm saying. I'm not attacking you. If I see something on the ground, it looks like a garter snake or a rattlesnake. And I'm going to tell you, you're heading toward the snake, and it's a rattlesnake, and you think it's a garter snake. It's there. I, no, I know, I know my snakes. It's a garter snake. I'm not going to get hurt. But I'm telling you, it's a rattlesnake. See Peter Wagner. This man did much and work with so many others 
And th this isn't new. This was starting back in the 1800s and traveling all through evangelical Christianity, especially Pentecostalism in this country. A very simple thought that the Christian churches must be involved in doing good things for people. Not presenting the gospel, which is most important, firstly, but feeding, housing, taking care of. That's what we do. But we're not the Catholic Church. That's what the Catholic Church does. It's a church of works, not a church of faith. Uh, the gospel begins to change in the Pentecostal churches. And then another thought with Branham and many others in the, in the big move throughout this country in Pentecostalism, which would eventually, uh, well, in Pentecostalism, a, a, a thought crept in that the churches, the family of God, we are ordained to take over governments. We are ordained to take over um, segments of society. I talked about this last week. There is a new doctrine. It is called Seven Mountains. I have an article and each of these mountains are an aspect of society that we are to take over. And I say this is a doctrine of demon because the kingdom of heaven is not an earthly kingdom. We are not taking over anything. We are to preach the coming kingdom. And when I start the second hour, we're going to talk about this doctrine that began. It took hold in southern Colorado at the time Dobson came. And it jumped to northern Colorado. It jumped to Denver. It jumped to the whole front range. There's a rattlesnake that people believe is a garter snake. Garter snakes are good. They eat bugs, things of this nature. But rattlesnakes will get you. Rick Rodriguez will be back. The Blue Dragon Spa is a man-friendly spa with women bringing their husbands and significant others in for pedicures all the time. Men's feet hurt too, don't forget. Blue Dragon Spa, 1811 Hover Street, Suites A and B, Longmont, Colorado, 720-680-0492, 720-680-0492. think about your exterior paint on your home that often, but the truth is it's the first line of defense to protecting your siding, trim, and everything else beneath that from the deteriorating effects of the weather. Sun, snow, moisture, wind, it all takes a toll. It's the biggest investment of your life protected. Paint is the first line of defense. Call me, Bucky, at Colorado Masterworks at 970-825-9305 for a free inspection and if it's necessary, a free estimate. I'd be happy to help you out. Hey, 
A-Sharp community members, this is Tommy with Tommy's Barbers and Blades. We're reaching out to you guys to let you know that we're in need of a barber or stylist at our Mead location on Highway 66 and I-25. If you're a seasoned pro or know someone who's great, give us a ring at 720-745-0783 or stop in and talk to us. We're looking for you. Again, that's 720-745-0783. Hi, this is Ron Tafoya, owner and operator of New Method Cleaners, Northern Colorado's oldest dry cleaners. Men's clothing to women's fashions, we clean it all. Give us the call with all your cleaning questions. If we don't clean it, we might have a solution. We have two locations to serve you in Severance and Fort Collins. Please call us at 970-775-0623. 970-775-0623. Off-Road Automotive offers a wide range of used automobiles for all of your off-road and on-road needs. From classic Jeep CJ7s to high-end sporty Corvettes and everyday commuters, they have a vehicle for you. Bad credit or no credit, no problem. Their professional finance team has you covered. Give them a visit at 1392 Denver Avenue in Fort Lupton or give them a call at 303-502-3230. Blue Dragon Spa in Longmont, Colorado, 1811 Hover Street, 720-680-0492. A new spa started by Steve, the Red Pill Truth Guy, and his wife, Valentina. Drop by. We offer manicure and pedicure, facial, and more. We have new state-of-the-art equipment, and we use the best materials available. Yeah, give us a call, 720-680-0492 or at 1811 Hover Street in Longmont, Colorado. Everything very good. Just come in and try it. 1360 KHNC is proud to announce our partnership with My Kind CBD a local Colorado-based company that uses no pesticides, no herbicides, completely organic, no heavy metals. All their products are CAO certified. That's right, independently lab certified. Our prices are the best in the country. Go out to 1360KHNC.com and hit the shopping cart button and make your purchase today. Wow, it's so soft and smooth. It's cool to the touch. How did you do that? Well, we took my pillow's patented fill and combined it with this new technology that we didn't have back then when I invented my pillow to bring you the best pillow in history, my pillow 2.0. Because of all of you, my pillow 2.0 has been a huge success. And now we're bringing you our best-selling go anywhere my pillows with the same temperature regulating technology. Made with my patented adjustable fill and brand new cooling fabric, they're truly the next generation of MyPillow. So go to MyPillow.com, use your promo code KHNC to save over 60% on our MyPillow 2.0 four-pack special. You'll get two MyPillows and two go-anywhere MyPillows, regular $259.92, now only $99.98. King size, just $10 more. This is a limited time offer, so please order now. KHNC. Can you imagine what it would look like if we, the people, actually enforced the Constitution? After all, we are the only ones who are authorized to do so. After more than 75,000 hours spent in R&D and hundreds of chapters developed across this republic, we have the tangible path to reclaiming America again. All we need is you. Join us today at TacticalCivics.com and bring your county into this responsible way of life. 
Last Saturday, we talked about these UAPs, what they are, where they came from. This Saturday, we're going to open up the phone line so you can tell us what you think. Join us this Saturday at 12 noon on Swamp Fight. This is Steve at Ramsey Auto Group. Hey, this is Mike from Ramsey Auto Group. Just stopping in to say hi, let you know that we're still open, still in business, and still rocking and rolling. You know, if you're looking for a good car experience, come see us. We have old school values. We still operate by handshake. We're not pushy. We want you to be happy, and uh, we have a great selection of trucks. 6175 West 10th Street, Greeley. 970-443-5654. 970-443-5654. This is Clay with Wagner Electric Company. We're out of Greeley. We're here to promote our Generac and Cummins standby generators and our service to the community with any electrical needs. We're located at 1517 2nd Avenue in Greeley, 970-800-3693. The biggest thing that we want to promote is that we set the standard and we're here to support you and your needs, 970-800-3693. The views and opinions expressed on KHNC are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of exclusive broadcasting And welcome back to the second hour of today's Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church program. The podcast for the first hour and for the two following hours are on 1360khnc.com to the Olive Tree site. Again, 1360khnc.com. Contact information is Olive Tree Ministry, Post Office Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. And again, uh, all programs are streamed. The, the Everything we do here is streamed 24 hours a day. Everything is streamed. So you can always go to 1360khnc.com if you're out of the area. In the first hour, I'm just giving, I didn't plan to go the direction I went to give a testimony of my the Lord giving me a word to begin a ministry in 1988, and then here I end up on this station, a radio church program. Eric Cedarstrom and Joe Jaquint uh, were are related, and they were uh, they were uh, owners of the radio station. And one of the things Eric wanted to do is he wanted to get someone that was a pastor to do a radio church program. And he asked me if I was ordained. I don't get into that world. Uh, Ordained, not ordained, maybe ordained. I don't get into that. But I had to think about it. And I actually remembered that the two pastors that I used to, the fellowship that I was affiliated with when I first began my walk with the Lord, 
uh, two pastors. One, but one was my immediate pastor for a while, and my wife. Uh, she had a brother who was uh, her pastor for a while also. And we had an afternoon gathering at our home, and just I don't know. Uh, this is the way the Holy Spirit does it with me. I'm giving you my testimony. So you see, is the Holy Spirit with me, or uh, is he he or isn't he? I'm just giving you my testimony to show you how the Holy Spirit has worked with me. I had a thought that afternoon. It was a Sunday. Have Max and Doug pray for you. Have them anoint you for ministry and ordain you for ministry. And I thought about it a second. I knew it was the Lord. I thought, well, I've never thought about this, but I'm not into this world of are you ordained or aren't you ordained? I've gone through this nonsense, which I I have to be careful. On one hand, it's nonsense. The requirements, what church do you go to? Oh, you go to that church or this church or that church. What, What brand of Christianity where is it? Where is your, where are you in your thought process? We are, we are a dysfunctional family. So I don't get into that on one hand. But on the other hand, men who have been called by God for a responsible responsibility in the household of God. There is this matter of being ordained and prayed over for the future, for their ministry. I went to the friend Doug. I said, brother, I said, Doug, listen, I feel the Lord wants me to have you and Max ordain me for ministry. I've never had that prayer before. I have been working faithfully with these two for years, decades. Immediately, Doug went over to Max, said, Brother, we need to pray. And he told Max what I had stated. Max, immediately they came, left everybody, went into the front room. They laid hands on me and began to pray for me. And uh, years later, I saw Max. He lived in California. And so I went to visit with him, and I began to tell him what the Holy Spirit had been having me do during the previous uh, decade and a half, almost two decades. And I told him, I said, Max, the reason I'm telling you this is because you prayed with Doug. You ordained me for ministry. You prayed over me. You anointed me. You put me in God's hands, my future in God's hands, and the call of my life in God's hands, and that God would be with me. I'm telling you this not to brag. I'm telling you this because you need to know this, you prayed over me, these are my works. This is what the Apostle Paul would have done with Timothy, Silas, Apollos, everyone. They are ordained to a commission to do work in the household of God, And they need to, their testimony will reveal if they've been faithful. And he was very happy. 
He says, Amen, brother. Amen. He says, I know. He said, I've watched you over the years. Then, recently, in last year, I got together with Doug, and I began to tell Doug different things. And I told him, I said, Doug, the reason I'm telling you this is because you and Max prayed for me. You ordained me. You anointed me. You commissioned, you had put me into the commission, basically, of God's plan for my future. You prayed. And I just want to tell you, this is what has happened. So that you know that I had been ordained and your prayers, God has answered. I'm telling you this as a testimony because already I know, I know what the snake up ahead is going to do. It's what he does. By these programs, I'm giving you insight into the call on my life. Hopefully you can see the call on your life, what you've been asked to do, whether you be uh, young men, elderly, men, women. I am not. I am not a... Uh, I, I, I am... Uh, I do not believe this is going to offend some of you sisters, but I'm going to tell you to protect you from the angels, the fallen angels. There is, there are, it's scripturally, biblically, Paul makes it very clear. The scriptures make it clear. There are no women pastors. There are no women teachers other than maybe Sunday school and women teaching their children. I'm not, I'm not uh, uh, one of these who, in the evangelical church or the Pentecostal churches, everything is basically we are uh, non-denominational, we don't have laws, we don't have rules, we don't have boundaries. No, I don't have those type of boundaries. The scripture sets the boundaries. The Bible is what sets the boundaries. The teachings of Christ and the apostles and the prophets, and the uh, and the Old Testament. These are the boundaries that were set. Paul said that women have to be careful. They need to have someone that has spiritual insight and spiritual anointing in a powerful way to protect women from angels. Paul says from the angels. What does he mean from the angels? Some Bible commentators say, well, they don't know what this means. They don't understand what he's talking about from the angels. Why would they have to be protected from angels? Paul is not talking about the holy angels. They need, these women need to have spiritual people, their husbands, and if they're not married, men around them who they use the term covering, like a head covering, but it implies something more, much deeper than that. It implies someone who is ordained by the Lord, who has the spirit to protect these women from the snakes and the wiles of the devil and the fallen angels, because women are so susceptible to spirits. Paul, uh, 
Adam was not the one that was deceived. It was Eve. And the women were the, who were the greatest in the occult, as sorcery, were uh, uh, people that were, were, many of them were women. It was a woman who called Saul back from the dead. That happened. And this is the, the New Age movement in this country. Women. It was centered around women and witches. They have a, women have an, uh, a very intuitive ability to them by, in naturally, by instinct. Men, yes, we do, but we're not generally as instinctive as women. We have to develop the spiritual instinct. And that comes through prayer, through reading the word, through uh, testing. In the last hour, I gave all of these examples of how the Holy Spirit would ask me or tell me to do this or that. It all had to be tested so that the direction I would take, eventually, there would be proof that God was in it. One thing that Eric Cedarstrom did is from a, like Doug and Max, they ordained me to ministry. They prayed over me. So I was ordained, and I told Eric. I said, well, Eric, actually, I was ordained. He said, great. He said, great. Um, I want you to be the... I, uh, great. I want you to have this program. This was the last, and, and Eric was very, in a sense, you could say prophetic. He was very intuitive as a Christian. He, he just knew things. He was very excited about the Lord. This was his last prophetic move before he went to be with the Lord. His last prophetic word, his last prophetic move was putting me in position to be the, to have a church ministry on this station. This is how God does it. So the reason I'm here is because this was what he had wanted. This is what he told me. I have been praying for this. I have wanted a, someone who was ordained, a pastor, to do a church service on the station on Sunday. So that's why I'm here. It was, a, a, once again, a prophetic, a final word, prophetically, by Eric Cedarstrom, which put me here. And um, this is how God works it. In the family of God, there's too much ambition. And with, with the women pastors, can they work with their husbands in ministry? Let me give you an example. Derek Prince. Derek Prince, he and his wife worked together. That was a holy 
this was a, 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 a holy example of how, yes, women can work with their husbands, but never in the sense that the woman would take any position or have any authority. Even with women who, uh, men who do deliverance, with women who work with them in deliverance, the women have to be very careful because Satan will attack. I know uh, men who have had women working with them in deliverance, the women will get cancer. The women will, uh, things will happen. Families will fall apart. Satan doesn't take kindly to ministries that free God's people from the control of the demonic. I do not personally, biblically, it's not scriptural. This will be very offensive to many in the, the latitude in the Pentecostal churches and now even some of the other evangelical churches, main, more mainstream, more fundamental. Women. This is uh, dangerous. Uh, women apostles. No. I know women who, women teachers, women apostles that are national. And I know that there has been for the women who love to tie into women, women that are in authority. Many of these women have issues. Why? It's a spiritual thing. Because the Holy Spirit will bring a, a uh, I don't want to use the word judgment, I don't want to be that, that strong. He'll bring a, uh, uh, he'll begin to correct them. And to correct them, he will begin, things will just not, they just won't have the peace they need to have. This is why Paul said, women need to be protected from the angels, the fallen angels. But in this country, the women in the churches that have authority, position, are not going to hear it. I understand that. It's okay. Well, it's not okay. I shouldn't say it's okay. I'm just saying it's not, uh, you know, what we, the latitude that we can have is one thing. But what the scripture says, that is what, that's the foundation. And what God will do is he will allow everything to be shaken. He'll allow the shaking to come. For protection, women need to be careful. For protection, they need to be careful. Because this is one thing it said in, in Hebrew, in the book of Genesis concerning Eve. And in the Hebrew, I, I, I should go back and actually bring it and read it. It said that 
in Genesis that Eve lusted after her husband. <clears throat> and the, the, the word and the way in which it phrases it, lusted after her husband, it wasn't that she wanted to, she was uh, attracted to him, to Adam physically. That's not what it's implying. It's implying that Eve was looking at Adam and the authority and power that he had, and she was lusting after that position, lusting after that authority. This is a deeper insight. This is why women have to be so careful, because women want that type of authority. In the body of Christ, it is, it is really uh, a, a big warning to women to want this kind of power and authority in the church, in the churches. Now, in the civil world, in the society, in the civil world, no, women can be presidents, they can be of companies, the corporations, they can have uh, positions. This, this is lawful, but not in the plan and the purposes of God's work with his children. It is not, uh, it is, the scriptures warn against it. So women, yes, in business, in the civil world, make many make the mistake about Deborah being the being, you know, like the king. No, she wasn't. She went to battle, she went to that great battle with the priest prophet. He was the he was the spiritual uh Authority. Many people misunderstand that. There's only one account in the Bible like that. But Deborah was a civil servant. This was a civil, a civil matter in, in, in the war. And with the priests, the King David, they couldn't go to war without the permission of the priests. He was just the king. But before he became king, the Lord instructed him to go to battle. Once he became king, from that point on, the Israel could not just go to war to go to war, to try to expand territory. That was, that was forbidden. To this very day, Israel cannot just try to expand her borders without biblical uh, prophecy being fulfilled which is going to be fulfilled. So, with the testimony of my being here on the station, it was a prophetic, it was prophetic. Eric wanted and been praying for someone to have a church program. And his last prophetic uh, it was his last prophetic uh, move, I guess you could say. So that's why I do this program. I, I, 
present things that other, like with women, what I just told this audience about women. Do you think many of the Pentecostal pastors in this country could ever say anything like this and warn the women that they're in danger and warn the people that will follow the women that they're in danger? This is what the Lord, this is what Paul, not the Lord, this is what the Paul warned us in this time in history in Second Thessalonians chapter 2, there would be a great apostasy, a great abandonment of theology and sound doctrine. There would be an abandonment of eschatology, of prophecy. It would, there would be, uh, as they abandoned doctrine, theology, eschatology, it would become, the church would be, uh, it would become a form of idolatry, apostasy, idolatry. You listen to the words of men, not what God has to say. And the men, in this country right now, there are, the Holy Spirit is working with individuals that are willing and they're already speaking the truth about every evil taking place in this country. Not just abortion. Not just the LGBT. Every single evil in this country is being covered by who? By the faithful believers in the body of Christ. It just depends on where God has called them to function, to stand, to fight the battles. And they're doing it. There is a magnificent army of believers in this country that are standing at one of the gates. There, there, there isn't one gate. There are many, numerous gates of evil. The gates of hell are pushing, pressing at what? The church. Trying to rupture the protective membrane that protects the body of the, the, the holy, righteous people of God. A membrane called doctrine, solid, sound doctrine, solid theology, eschatology. That is the membrane. That is the, that is the barrier from all of the attacks of the gates of hell trying to, to destroy this kingdom that has been put in our hands. The gates of hell are not going to prevail. They're not prevailing. It appears as if they are. The kingdom of heaven is growing. I have a place where the Holy Spirit has placed me. And I stay where I have been commanded to stay. And all these men and women, or these men and ministries with women that are out in this society taking a position against every form of evil, 
They all need, really, they all just need prayer. But it depends on where they've been called to be positioned. Many gates, many gates. There were 12 gates coming into the city. In the New Jerusalem, there were 12 gates, four on each side. And in the, the gates coming into the walls around Jerusalem, gates coming in, one of the one of the gates that was the most important, like it to break. All right. Okay. Got back from break. Good. Um, one of the gates that was most important, as odd as it may seem, was the dung gate. This is the gate that took all the contamination out of the city. Some people are put at the dung gate. But that gate was almost one of the most important gates. Because if you could not get the refuse and the sewage out of the city, then there would be disease within the city. That was very important, that Dungate. And here, look at the filth in this nation. There are many people, many ministries that are really sitting at the dung gate, making sure that gate stays open to get and to expose all of the filth, the disease, spiritual contamination, to expose it. Where God positions us is, uh, I mean, God has positioned people in every one of these uh, gates of evil coming into this society. Also, the evil coming into the camp, into the body of Christ. This is one of the great evils that I've, I've been witnessing since 1970, the, the mid-70s, the late 70s. And I, I've seen it, I've watched it, I, I've been around it, I've been involved with it, but I could never put my finger on it. And I have a friend that, uh, there's a man by the name of Gary North. Some of you may are familiar with his writings. Very good, very good teachings. But Gary North is a dominionist. He believes we're going to take over, and he feels that our commission is to take over the nations for the world. Dominionism. This is a thought in Catholicism also. It's now in the evangelical churches, especially in the Pentecostal churches. And all these ministries, many of them that I've been affiliated with, men, even this friend Max who anointed me, uh, who prayed for me to uh, be ordained. Eventually, in his later years in life, he's back in California, and he is, in, he is steeped, he is right dead center of these 
somewhat Pentecostal, evangelical, most, mostly charismatic assemblies in the Riverside area that are dominionist and they don't even know it. They don't know what dominionism is. Here's what dominionism is. This is a, a guy by the name of Lance Wolnow. He was just in Colorado Springs with uh, Mario Murillo about three weeks ago. I have a friend who was watching them on the Internet having meetings in Colorado Springs. This is the contamination that caused the spirit to lift off of Colorado Springs in that move in 2001. And here it returns. It's returning again to Colorado Springs with power. And I hated to hear that uh, when this sister in California was telling me about Lance Wolnow and Mario Murillo having this revival down there, immediately... I had a little uneasiness. And then that night I went and started looking. Sure enough, I found the fox. I, I sensed the fox's tail out there in the grapevines, and sure enough, caught it. This is dominionism. And this dominionism is going to bring martyrdom to the churches in America. I'm telling you. I'm warning you. We have been brought under a judgment by this country. It's going to be a punishment allowed by God. This country. You cannot. You cannot. Try to change the kingdom's that have been given to the devil. The kingdoms of this world are in his hand. And the Christian pastors, they will not tell you this because they don't understand it. And they are trying to take over Satan's kingdoms, the kingdoms that he has dominion over. We are not to take over the kingdoms. We are to bring people that are perishing into an eternal lifeboat we're to bring them into Christ and here we're going to attempt to save the nations that belong Christ said these nations are in Satan's power and they will be until the Lord returns Revelation chapter 11 the kingdoms of this world Okay, there's the kingdoms of the world, of the cosmos, are now become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. So there's going to be a transfer of kingdoms. The cosmos, the kingdoms of the cosmos, are in Satan's hands right now. And here's what these individuals are trying to do. It's the latest, the latest, newest, uh, uh, the, the way in which it's, uh, uh, it, it has evolution. It evolves from a decade to decade to decade. It evolves. <clears throat> okay. This was out of compellingtruth.org.
is the seven mountain mandate biblical? And what is the seven mountain mandate? I'm reading word for word. In short, the seven mountain mandate or 7M or seven mountain prophecy is a conceptual means of influencing the modern influencing the modern world for Christ. The concept is often credited to Lauren Cunningham, founder of YWAM, and Bill Bright, founder of Campus Crusade for Christ, both of whom who say the idea came from God in a vision. Now, I've given you the words and the way the Lord has spoken to me so that you know, so that you can test what I'm saying. You can test my vision. Now, let's test their vision. They say that this idea came from God in a vision. I believe it didn't come from God. I believe it is a vision. I believe it is a doctrine of demons. Francis Schaeffer is also sometimes listed as an originator. These are the men who were the men who were in a type, the apostles, to teach the teachings of Christ, and they take their own visions, their own concepts, and skirt the doctrine, the, the uh, teachings of Christ. Today, it is most popular in charismatic and Pentecostal churches. Actual term, Seven Mountain Mandate. A new term credited to Lance Walnow, who is one of the mo movement's prominent teachers. And he's in Colorado Springs three weeks ago. I've given, many have not probably heard the prophecies I've given about Colorado Springs what happened back in 2001, 2002, and what would happen in northern Colorado right now, in 2023. Concept is simple enough. There are seven large spheres of influence in society, and believers will be most effective in evangelism and expanding God's kingdom if they focus on bringing changes in those areas. So this is how we're going to expand God's kingdom through the vision of men, through the power of the flesh, the soul? I don't think so. Seven spheres or mountains. Number one, education. Number two, religion. Three, family. Four, business. Already, number three, we believers should already be influencing our families in a proper way through the teachings of Christ. I don't, I don't, I've never allowed churches to raise my children in Christ. My children went to Baptist school for about three, four years in their high school years. But still, I even had to watch the doctrine of the Baptists. Because not, not all of it is biblical. Men, mothers, you don't put your children into the hands of, of people in churches, daycare, whatever, uh, in, in even Christian schools. Uh-uh. Because the Christianity today will destroy them. 
They will not know Christ. They will just know the routines and they'll know the the uh, how to function in that world. That world is a dysfunctional world, most of these churches. Not all of them. There are some I would recommend that some of you listeners, if you need a, a church to go to, a, a fellowship that I believe is safe, I would recommend a few of these fellowships to you. But for the most part, I would not recommend anything to you. Firstly, anybody that, any fellowship I would recommend you to, I would assure you that the individual in the pulpit was called by God. He was not called by man. He was not just, it's not a business. So number three, family. Four, business. Five, government, military. Oh, so we are going to go in and take over government and military? Miller's church history. Miller stated, I think it was James Miller, I repeat this, every time throughout history, every time, there's never been an exception. Any time throughout history, from the time of Christ to our present, that the churches have left their spiritual sphere of power to take to to influence the cultures of any society, it always issued in martyrdom. You mess with Satan's kingdom, that country will kill you, will put you in prison, and you will be hung or martyred one way or the other. This, I, I, I'm warning you and telling the people that listen to my ministry. America, I, I, America is a martyr. We, all the churches in America, mainstream religion, that these people in Catholic Church, Lutherans, Evangelical Christianity, all the segments, we are going to be persecuted, imprisoned, martyred. This right here, what I'm reading to you, if you have been involved in this and you are a New Apostolic Reform member, you better repent, ask God to forgive you, and cease from pushing this type of theology because it, it will get you and it's going to cost all the other Christians. You are pushing something that's going to bring judgment on the churches of God in America. It's too late. We have gone past that point. Government, military. Do you think this government and this military is going to allow the Christians to go in and take over the Air Force? The Army, the Marines, the Navy, National Guard. This is insanity. Arts, 
entertainment. You think we're going to go into Hollywood or into the music industry and clean it up for Christ? I'm telling you, this is a mind, Paul said, this is a mind that is insane. These are minds of Christian people who have minds renewed, but their minds they are they have a strain of madness. No pastor's going to tell you this. They're not supposed to, because it's going to cost them. Media. We're going to go in and we're going to change. The media, see CNN, all of these, the patriot groups in this country are under severe attack, being canceled on all these social media, uh, YouTube, Twitter, all of it. And we're going to go in and change media this is a strain of madness in the thinking of these people in this movement. Christians, the true Christians, I'm warning you, you're not going to change anything in this country. We are a kingdom greater than all of these seven mountains that I've just discussed. The kingdom of heaven and the education, the theology, the true theology that Paul presented through his writings, this is what changed the world. This changed the world from that time to this time. His writings influenced the cultures of the world, and it had to, because God wanted the cultures to build, to move forward, to become more modern, to evolve. The intention was not to evil, but to, to a world that would be, we, we had to, from the time of Christ to this time, slowly become more uh, knowledgeable about all things. The more we knowledgeable we came about the universe, the more the revelation of God in His creation. The more knowledgeable we became, we uh, became the more knowledgeable about biology, the more revelation and the intricacies of God and how He works with nature. Every in every field where there was, it was an explosion of knowledge, there was an explosion of the knowledge of God. This is the way God intended it. And with the explosions, or with the way in which God would reveal himself, there was one thing that many of the Christian people have forgotten, and this one they will fight against. I had lunch with a friend yesterday, and we were talking. And he asked, 
Uh, I'm trying to remember how the conversation went, but he he uh, stated or asked. So then, with whenever you start to talk about prophecy, people get mad. The, 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 it stirs up a spirit, a Jezebel spirit. It absolutely does. Whenever people don't want to talk about eschatology, they don't want to talk about prophecy. They don't want to talk about America being in the Bible. That America is the land of the coming Antichrist. They don't want to talk about that. They want to, they, anything but that. Christians don't want to believe that we're going to be here for hardship. This is why Satan brought in the doctrine of demon, demons, a pre-trib rapture. And then later they had to think about it. Well, maybe it's a mid-trib rapture. But there will be a rapture of some kind. God is going to take the Christians out of this world. The Christians that are not really godly. The Christians that are lukewarm. Christians that, oh, you know, they are ho-hum about God. You think God is going to take a ho-hum Christian out of the tribulation that's coming? No one wants to talk about these things. They don't want to believe that what the Lord said is going to happen is going to happen. There is a great punishment coming on three corporate peoples in the world. Paul talked about it this way. In a very simple verse, he said concerning eating in 1 Corinthians, he said that uh, three things that we have to do. If I could find the verse, and I can't, I'll just explain it. He said concerning eating, do not offend the Jews by what you eat. Don't offend the church and don't offend the Gentiles the people of the world. Paul was saying, and it's made clear by even Christ himself, there are three corporate peoples that God views from his heaven. The children of Israel to Abraham and Isaac. The non-Hebrew people, the Gentiles in the world. And then the churches, which... From the Gentile and the children of Israel, you have the church people who are born again from those first two corporate groups. Don't, don't offend. Make sure you don't offend anyone in these three corporate groups. Judgment is coming and punishment is coming to Israel. Israel is... They're God's children. But the prophets of Israel have stated at this time, Isaiah and Ezekiel have stated, Jeremiah, that Israel will be basically, uh, they, they will not fear God, they won't need God. They'll be apostate. The churches of God, they will be apostate. And the people of the world will be basically anti-God. 
So the punishment is coming to all three groups. But three, all three of these corporate people, God has a residue that will be protected for the millennial kingdom. We believers, we will not go into the millennial kingdom to, like the Gentiles or the Jewish people, to reproduce, to have children. No, we're going to have a new body. There will be no... Uh, we will not have children anymore. We will be rulers. We will rule and reign with Christ. Those of us who have been faithful, those who have not been faithful, there's going to be a little place called outer darkness. The five wise, five foolish virgins, five foolish are in a place called outer darkness. The podcasts are 1360khnc.com to the present, not the present truth, to the olive tree ministry section. Contact information is Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. So again, podcasts, 1360khnc.com to the Olive Tree site. We'll be back with the final hour in a few minutes. And I will um, read some verses to you about what possibly... Well, we'll see what's going to happen here in just a few minutes when we return. This is Rick Rodriguez, the founder of the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. Well, Radio Church. I'll be back. The rumors are true. KHNC listeners are loving Y-Refi. They're investing in a secure, collateralized portfolio with a high fixed rate of return that's not correlated to the stock market or to the Fed. A portfolio where you know what each monthly statement will look like with no surprises. Your interest is compounded daily, you're paid monthly, and there are no fees. You can turn your income on or off, compound it, whatever you choose. And get this. There is no loss of principal if you ever need your money back. Eldorados, you got to get in touch with Y-Refi. I've met with them personally, and take it from me, the great Eldersky, they are trustworthy, honest, and you can earn a fixed rate of return up to 10.25%. Just go to investyrefi.com. That's invest, the letter Y, then R-E-F-Y.com, or call 888-Y-REFI-24. Click on investyrefi.com or call 888-Y-REFI-24. You will be glad you did. Reasons to own gold. Reason number one. Culturally, the golden rule is treating others as you want to be treated. But financially, the golden rule is those that have the gold make the rules. When you retire, you're listening to the sure Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, Call the 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. My name is James with Milco Carpet Cleaning. I'm based out of Millican, serving all of northern Colorado. We're a family-owned company that will clean your carpets, upholstery, tile, and rugs. My goal is to freshen your home and business, leaving you dry and clean in no time with no residues. Mention this ad and receive $10 per room off, up to $50. You can call me at 970-405-3740 or email me at nococarpetcleaning at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out my reviews on Google. Hi, this is Sam Cheshire from Build Design America, letting you know that right now we are offering 36 months interest-free financing on all of your kitchen and bath or flooring needs. Come see us at 665 Furnage Road in Longmont, Colorado, or give us a call at 303-772-1202. 
Once again, that's 303-772-1202. Look forward to seeing you soon. More than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio for their news, traffic, weather, sports, and a community connection. It's the backbone of the emergency alert system, keeping us safe in dangerous times. It's critical that we keep AM radio in cars, because when cell and Internet services are down, this free emergency service could be your only lifeline. Text AM to 52886 and tell Congress we need AM radio in cars. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. At Life Choices, we are helping women and men choose life and create stable futures for their children. You can help avoid the loss of another life by going to lifechoices.org or call 303-651-2050, extension 116, and donate. Make a difference and be a part of God's work by creating a better future for kids and families. lifechoices.org or 303-651-2050, extension 116. Tommy here with Revo Knives. We're a Colorado company looking for local customers who own a business that want to make a gift for their customers or employees that they'll always use and remember. We customize our knives with your logo and information so they always look at who to get back to when they need your service. Head over to our website at RevoKnives.com or give us a call at 720-947-9599. And as always, live sharp. This is Clay with Wagner Electric Company. We're out of Greeley. We're here to promote our Generac and Cummins standby generators and our service to the community with any electrical needs. We're located at 1517 2nd Avenue in Greeley, 970-800-3693. The biggest thing that we want to promote is that we set the standard and we're here to support you and your needs. 970-800-3693. As the economy collapses, are you prepared to provide even basic essentials for your family? I teach Urban Survival Training course that arms you with hundreds of skills and hacks to keep you and yours going when everyone else gives up. Food and water are only the beginning. Call the Rev at 303-809-3343. That's 303-809-3343. Tehebo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit TeheboTeaClub.com. Tehebo is spelled T like Tom, A-H-E-E-B like boy, O, then continue with the word T and then the word club. The complete website is TehiboTeaClub.com or call us at 818-610-8088, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-610-8088, TehiboTeaClub.com. Looks like you've been sleeping well. Megan, he's back. 
The my pillow guy. And you're looking good. Still feeling good. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, we've got the best pillow ever. My pillow 2.0. The best sleep just got even better. Whether you have a my pillow or not, you need to get the brand new my pillow 2.0. Call or go to mypillow.com now. Use your promo code KHNC. And for a limited time, when you buy one, you'll get a second one absolutely free. As 1360 continues to grow, we want to know what our listeners think. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Give us your feedback. Go to 1360KHNC.com and hit the contact button and give us your thoughts. The conscious and intelligent manipulation of the organized habits and opinions of the masses is an important element in democratic society. Those who manipulate this unseen mechanism of society constitute an invisible government, which is the true ruling power of our country. Edward Bernays, Propaganda, 1928. Hey folks, as a CBD user, I can attest to its effectiveness. And now my kind CBD products are available at the station. You'll see tinctures, salves, lotions, creams, coffee, cocoa, tea, and much more. You'll even find CBD retinol cream. KHNC also carries my kind pet products, including shampoo and tincture, allowing your best friend to enjoy the same benefits of CBD that you do. The best prices, the best quality, and all THC free. My kind CBD, CBD as nature intended it. The views and opinions expressed on 1360 KHNC are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Excursion Broadcasting Network. Welcome to the third hour of today's Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church program. Like I finished off the last hour, I was watching the minutes, the seconds go down six, five, four, three, two, and I couldn't get out my final word. I'm the founder of the Olive Tree Ministry. And I'm the host of the Olive Tree and Lambstand Ministry Radio Church Program. Ordained by God, called by God. And uh, why and how God makes decisions on those that he decides to put in responsible positions, I don't know. I don't know. But one thing with everyone who is put in responsible positions, they, it would be wise to have people around them that are honest, 
that are mature and that will speak an honest word to them. I've had these type of people uh, in my life. And with prophetic people, prophetic people are ambitious. They're very, very ambitious. I watched what happened in the, from a distance, Toronto, the what they call in the Pentecostal world the Toronto Blessing, or Pensacola, Pensacola or the Redding, California, uh, what happened in, what's happening in uh, Southern California uh, with uh, ministers out of Texas. I watch to see if these people are ordained and called by God or if they're gifted and if it is just a business. Most of the time, it is business. They're immature. One thing that God uh, wants with people that are will expect and will train and teach these people that are called, he'll help them mature so that they're not immature because people in these positions of authority have the souls of men in their care. They have to be careful. This is why with what I present to you, I am confident that what I'm, the vision and the revelation I'm presenting to you is as accurate as possible. Is America, Babylon the Great, of the end of the world? I am confident that the scriptures and the interpretation, my interpretations, not only my interpretations, but interpretations of many, many, many men who have had the revelation of the United States of America, their interpretation, we all agree. We have agreed since the 80s, 1980. There is no nation like America existing in the world today. There are great powers, great nations, but not like America. Secondly, yes, and I know it's disturbing, but it's a ways out. Antichrist is coming from the United States of America. I have those who contend and want to wrestle with me, and I pin them every time. Antichrist will not come from the Catholic Church. There may be individuals that are Antichrist, but not the man of sin. Some believe it will have to be Prince Charles out of England. I have to wrestle this. I pin him every time. No. Charles is an Antichrist. He is a individual, very powerful in the occult, but he is not the the uh, son of perdition. Some think that can come from, they don't know where. Some say or Putin is Antichrist. Some say Trump is Antichrist. But the Bible makes it clear that this coming son of perdition comes from America. 
will be the final president of America. I have a direction I was heading. I'm going to go to that direction, but I'm going to just say this. I have talked about the generations from the time of Abraham to King David, 14 generations from the time of King David to the carrying away of the children of Israel when they went into captivity, 14 generations. Then there was 14 generations from the time of the carrying away into captivity to Christ. 14. There will be 14 administrations in America before its judgment. The administration number one was the administration of of uh, Harry S. Truman. There will be 14 generations, the final, I'm sorry, administrations. The final administration is the administration to come. I believe it will be a final Barack Obama administration. Now, in these 14 administrations, there will only be 13 presidents. There will be 13 presidents that will be in power over 14 administrations. So one of these presidents must have a second eight-year minimum term. So this individual will have 16 years as president. That has not occurred. There's one individual that basically had a 12-year term. That was George Bush. George Bush really ran the two Reagan administrations and his own administration. Now, if you split those 14 administrations in half, after um, when Jimmy Carter begins his presidency, that is the eighth administration or the beginning of the final seven administrations. So Jimmy Carter begins administration one of the final seven. The riddle in Revelation chapter 17, verse 10. The final uh, eight administrations in America. And those eight administrations, there will be seven presidents. There will be Jimmy Carter, Ronald Reagan, George Bush Sr., Bill Clinton, George Bush Jr., Barack Obama, Donald Trump. That's seven, but there are eight administrations. So somebody, one of those seven, has to have an additional eight-year administration. It will have to be Barack Obama. I'm telling you this now, downstream, so you can prepare prepare for what's coming upstream. This puts me out in the middle of the, of the lake in the wintertime on thin ice. But we're going to see. So that to the time of 
Jimmy Carter, there are uh, seven presidents. And then there will be seven presidents after Jimmy Carter, but eight administrations. And there will be 14 administrations from the time of Harry Truman to the final administration of Barack Obama, so that you could say that there's actually only 13, I hope you're confused, I'm not, 13 presidents, but 14 administrations. Israel and America are tied in together. There have been, from the time that Israel became a nation, there have been 14 prime ministers and Benjamin Netanyahu presently is the 14th Prime Minister of Israel. Now, it's interesting that if you go to search the Prime Ministers of Israel to this present Prime Minister, it shows that there were actually 15. But one of the terms, there were two individuals that were basically prime ministers of that term. But one of them had to be eliminated because he was the, uh, he was not the prime, the, the true prime minister. He was, there was kind of, they were dual working together, but he was not the prime minister. So there are, to the present time, from the time Israel became a nation in 1948, there had been 14 prime ministers of Israel. And I don't know if, uh, if Benjamin Netanyahu, I'm wondering if there's going to come a time where there will be an end to the prime ministers of Israel. Like there may be an end to, in this country, possibly... A final, a final, final election. Then after that point, everybody's appointed. So could it be that Israel is coming to a final, a time, a period where there may be no more elections and there will just be appointments? I'm not sure. But Israel and the United States are tied in together. I just felt to throw that in. Now. I wanted to talk about traps. Well, you, we in life, there are things that will happen that we don't see, that we're not aware of, and we go a direction, and there's something ahead that will harm us, a trap, uh, something severe. Example, a friend of mine, we used to uh, go up to a Boy Scout camp up between Boulder and Lions up toward the uh, peaks. There was a really neat lake, and there was a, a small, it was kind of like a little convenience store. And it was for a, uh, I don't know if it was the Legion or the Moose or the Elks, I can't remember which of these uh, Elks clubs, I don't know who. It was their lake. They used it for their members. But they had a swing set out there. It was really neat. Parking area. People would go up there and camp. 
fish. And this friend and I were going to walk around the lake one time. And you could, uh, I mean, you had to walk the shoreline, but you had to be careful. And we were getting ready to go around the west end of the lake, and the gentleman that was watching, were taking care of the concession, he said, we said, where are you out? He said, what are you guys up to today? So we're going to walk around the lake. He said, well, don't walk around that west side. He said, uh, he said, you know that fenced area right there as you go toward the lake? Yeah. He says, don't go across that because it's a bog. Bog? What do you mean bog? He said, it's quicksand. He said, cattle will get through that, that fence and they just disappear. And there was a valley that had just been filled up with moss and, and stuff through the years. And it was probably, they don't know, maybe 20, 30 feet deep. But the cattle get caught in that and disappear. He said, don't go around that corner. You be careful out there. Stay away from the lake edge. Well, we decided just not to go. A trap, something dangerous that we didn't know, we didn't know about. But fortunately, God, because we were just, if he hadn't been there, we'd have gone. We'd have gone right through that fence on across that little, looked like a little pasture. But there was nothing underneath. It was just moss on the top. Then a friend of my cousin and I, we had taken a trip. We hitchhiked, started to hitchhike up to Alaska. Uh, we were in Alaska. We didn't have work. And uh, there was a notice for people that they wanted, they were looking for firefighters to go fight fires. So we had gone and we got in line and we were going to sign up. And we got up to the front, and the first thing that this gentleman asked me, he says, have you, uh, have you had training on moss beds? Well, I didn't know what he was talking about. And I said, uh, yes. He says, okay, all right. He says, so do you have your certification? I said, uh, well, no, not with me. He says, well, okay. And he just asked me a question. He said, now he asked me a question, because he had a, a suspicion that I was uh, lying to him. I wasn't lying. I was just kind of misrepresenting the truth. He said, now, now you know what happens if you go across a moss, or, or a, a moss bed and uh, it's smoldering underneath? And I said, uh, no. He said, get out of line. And he told me, he said, there are these valleys that fill in with moss. Just like that bog in Colorado. They fill in and they catch fire and they slow burn just very slow for year after year after year after year. They never go out. And you can walk across this moss bed because you see a little bit of steam or a little bit of smoke and you're going to go walk across it to put the fire out and you don't realize it's 20, 30 feet deep and it's just an inferno underneath. You fall in and you... It's over. Dangers, traps. In the Christian churches, there are these traps. I talked about one of the traps the last hour. The new apostolic reform movement, or the new 7N mandate, or the seven mountain theology. It's a trap. Now, many of you that are in the new apostolic reform movement, 
Your desire is for signs and wonders and miracles. You want the Holy Spirit upon you. You can desire that. But if you don't have a foundation through the teachings of Christ and the teachings of the apostles, then you're going to be deceived. In Toronto, they had signs, wonders, miracles. They had a lot of madness, howling, crawling on the floor, things of this nature. Even the guy that was kind of overseeing that movement, Arnott, his name is John Arnott, had commented to a friend that we were with the fellowship, and the pastor of the fellowship had gotten to a, was in a meeting with these men from that movement up there in Toronto, Canada. And Arnott admitted that not everything in these meetings was holy. Not everything was of God. Not everything was of the Holy Spirit. So there was a mixture. If you don't have biblical, a biblical foundation, if you don't have theology, if you don't have, uh, if you are immature in your intuition and understanding of intuition in the prophetic world, you're going to be deceived. Then we'll jump, jump down south to Florida, Pensacola. There's a move down there. And everybody's going crazy coming in from all over the country for this great move of God. And the same thing took place down there. There's a lot of craziness. People crawling across the floor, howling like wolves, barking like dogs. Weird, weird, weird. People falling down, writhing on the floor. Was it all a move of God? No. Was there witchcraft involved? Demonic involved? Yes. Was there the power of the soul? Yes. The flesh? Yes. If you don't have the discernment in any of these moves, if you don't know what spirit is operating, you're going to be deceived. If I hadn't had, the friend and I, if we hadn't had this this gentleman tell us that there's a bog on the west side of this lake, and we'll disappear. They can bring the rescue unit. They're never going to find us. Those people, they can't go into that. You're, you're over. It's over. Up in Alaska, in, the, in these burning moss beds, it would have been over. Traps everywhere. Satan loves to put traps in the churches, especially the Pentecostal churches, because they, they are not very sound on anything other than the gifts and the miracles and those the giftings. Some, not all, not all the pastors in the Pentecostal churches are that way. Some are very, very sound in their doctrine and theology. Not all. With the prophetic move in northern Colorado, I've mentioned this before. I didn't know when the Holy Spirit, I should take the time to rehearse this testimony. I don't like to do it because I feel like I'm being too redundant. But I realize every week there's new listeners coming in. Oh, what do I do? This is one thing that uh, 
with my ministry, with this radio church. I thank God I didn't go to one of the centers to be trained to be a pastor. Um, because it's not real. And this is one thing that the Holy Spirit told me to a brother in, Cal in, in Las Vegas. I told him, his name was Joe Sales, pastor. He called me up on, after one of the meetings, after one of the programs. He said, a brother, he said, I listen to your program, I enjoy it. I said, well, Joe, you know, I, being here in Vegas, I said, I don't know who I'm talking to. I don't know the crowd. I don't know what to, I don't know who I'm, you know, I don't have a way to prepare. He said, brother, you don't need to know the crowd. He said, whatever the Holy Spirit tells you to do, whatever direction he takes you, you just go that direction. You're doing fine. He said, people are coming to Vegas. They want to hear anything that's going on here. They come here to listen to Art Bell. They come here to listen to whatever. They come here to gamble. They go, come here to go to the uh, uh, casinos, uh, uh, to the uh, uh, prostitution, to the strip clubs. Whatever the Holy Spirit tells you, you speak it. Be real. Just be real who you are. That's what you do. And that's what I do. On these programs, I... Planned. I have the notes right here for today's program. But the discipline of following the Holy Spirit or discipline of taking your notes and being like uh, those that come out of seminary. No. I don't know. All I know is this. I have the peace to go this direction. There is a prophetic move in northern Colorado it was in southern Colorado. It jumped north. It's going to jump into the Denver area eventually. But I'll have to discuss that when we get back to give you insight. My contact information is Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. The podcast for this program, 1360khnc.com, to the Olive Tree site, or to the Present Truth site for the weekday programs. All the programs, this station is streamed live at all times. Many hosts on the podcast section. So, but... Tell your friends, every Sunday I'm here, 9 to noon. We'll be back to finish out the program. Hi, this is Mike Morris, owner of Warriors Revolution Tactical in Longmont. At Warriors Revolution, we have the largest selection of tactical gear and ammo in northern Colorado. But what many people may not know is that we now sell firearms. And even despite the recent run on firearms and ammunition, we have plenty of product in the store, including ARs, AKs, Glocks, SIGs, HK, and more. And don't forget all the bulk ammunition at the best prices in town. Need to do a private firearms transfer? We can do that, too. I am a veteran of the United States Marine Corps, and our team is made up of veterans and security experts, not a bunch of salesmen. 
Our team has trained and fought with much of the actual equipment we sell. And one thing you should know is that we support the foundations and principles this great country was founded upon. So if you need tactical gear, ammo, firearms, AR parts or upgrades, and even survival accessories, stop by and visit us on Ken Pratt Boulevard and Bowen Street in Longmont. Or visit WarriorsRevolution.com. That's WarriorsRevolution.com. All right. I'll begin with this to finish out the final 30 minutes. There's a prophetic move, has been, in Colorado. <clears throat> 1991, James Dobson comes to Colorado. There is a move of the Holy Spirit. The Lord has a plan in Colorado Springs with Dobson, his ministry. People who are prophetic, who have an intuition that is maybe a little more, uh, they're more re receptive, perceptive. They knew that God was doing something in Colorado Springs. They moved to Colorado Springs. And for about 10 years, there's a lot of Christian activity. IHOP comes in, a World Prayer Center, a prophetic movement. All these people come in, Ted Haggard, uh, uh, just a lot of Christian activity. Like there would be in uh, the along the coast in Anaheim, L.A. area with the Azusa Street Revival back in the early 1900s or what happened in Oakland later on in the 50s. Then you would have the Jesus movement in the 60s to mid-70s. Then you have in Colorado Springs, the Lord is doing something to accomplish a purpose. But it the move, eventually, what happens is because the there is a, an abandoning of solid biblical teaching, doctrine, theology, even eschatology. Everybody, the move and the shift is to moving, giftings, healings, miracles. They abandon teaching, and they drift into, uh, off the path. 2002, I'm in Los, I'm in Fort Collins visiting with a brother. The Lord tells me, John Stalker is going to resign, step down as pastor of Resurrection Fellowship in Southern California, in Colorado, Southern Colorado in, in Colorado Springs. James Dobson will step down as the head of Focus on the Family, and the Holy Spirit is lifting his spirit because he's dissatisfied, unhappy with all of the non-Holy Spirit activity and deception in Colorado Springs. He has finished. He can't do anything there. And I'm speaking this on the 
in 2007 to the Las Vegas crowd. I'm not really speaking to them. They don't care about Colorado. But the Lord told me, speak it. Document it. It's on audio. You have the tapes. I have the tapes. I have cassette. I have DVD. It's documented. So I can tell you, assure you, I'm not lying to you. Because I document it. I'm documenting what I'm telling you presently. That move, and while I'm on the air, just, I didn't know this when I went into the program. But I told, I told him, I said, so the Lord lifted, and he's moved, and he's, he's just lifted. The spirit is done in Colorado Springs. And instantly the Lord said, and, and I just said, and it is going to go to northern Colorado. I was shocked. And I said, and there are going to be three enemies. Religion, number one. Churches are going to spring up that are not ordained by me. By me. Many churches in northern Colorado, because it's a business. Religion is going to come to strangle it. And the occult is also going to come to strangle it. And just the society in general. But it'll be in northern Colorado. And I couldn't believe it. Then, in 2015, on a drive, a prayer drive, the Lord told me, didn't give me, didn't tell me where it would be. I thought, okay, northern Colorado, north of I-70, uh, I don't know where. I have no idea of what northern Colorado means. I know in my concept, but I didn't just assume anything. I'm on a prayer drive west of Wellington, Colorado, just north of Fort Collins. The Lord said, it will be in three counties. Well County, Larimer County, Boulder County. This is where my move will be, these three counties. It will be prophetic move. But the prophets, the immature prophets, are an enemy. Religion is an enemy. The occult is an enemy. So immature prophets that are listening to this program right now, don't assume because you're in northern Colorado, yes, I am part of this move of God in northern Colorado. No. God decides who's going to be in the prophetic move. He will choose. You may be part of it, but don't just assume that because you're prophetic, you have a right to be part of this move. Because actually, like what happened in southern Colorado, the reason the Lord had to shut things down is because the prophets who thought they were mature were actually immature. They weren't following the Holy Spirit. They were following the spirit of the soul, the spirit of the age, and the spirit of a movement. It wasn't the spirit of the Holy Spirit. Or it wasn't the Holy Spirit. A move of the Holy Spirit. Their concepts, their immaturity. Then, another thing that happened in southern Colorado. The competition. I knew people down there. Everybody wanted to hear my word. Why? Because they wanted to take my word to make it their word. Stealing words from prophets. 
Jeremiah said, I am against those who steal the words of my shepherds, the words of my prophets. So no, I, the Lord told me, do not tell them anything. Do not tell these ladies, these women involved in that down there, do not give them your word because they will take it as their own. Immature prophets. Secondly, they were competitive. Everybody trying to take position. This is exactly what it says in Jeremiah. The, the cow, the, she, the, the oxen, they're pushing, pushing against each other, trying to, to take position. I couldn't believe the competition down there. And the Lord told me that he was going to just end it. Ted Haggard, he's the uh, main spokesman for the Evangelical Christian, I forget what his title was, national. But because the Spirit was not upon it anymore, God intended to bring punishment through, through shame. And what does he do? Ted Haggard gets busted. Exactly what I had been speaking was coming to pass. Then James Dobson, he steps down as the head of Focus on the Family. All these things happened. Haggard and the immature Christians, they follow personalities. They don't follow the Holy Spirit. They don't care about sound doctrine. What does it say about those who are going to be responsible? Husband of one wife to begin with. They can't be, they have to be stellar before the eyes of the community, the body of Christ, firstly, and the eyes of, uh, of man, of the, of the society. And here, he gets a following that follows him, just like Jim Jones. This is the immaturity of God's children. It's a trap. They follow him into a bog. Do they have the Holy Spirit? One thing about God, he's, he loves his children. And I'll give you in Toronto or Pensacola or some of these moves. Does that mean that every single individual in all of these moves are deceived? Most, yes. There are a few, though, where God does perform miracles. People do get healed. They do receive their sight. Their sicknesses do get healed. Why? Because God does use these situations because he's God. Does he have a full blessing on it? No. Partial blessing? Yes. Blessing, nevertheless, God is good, but they, God's intention is that people will see that they're not completely pure. The people in these that are giving the insight, the direction, uh, they may have motives. They they have guile. They have motive. 
they once they get authority, they don't want to. They they they're addicted. These pastors, boy, I'm jumping all over, but I'll, but I see it just as I see it. I'm going to speak it. I'll tell you. Some of the big pastors in California, they hate to retire. They hate it. They're tired. They think they want to go on. They retire. They step down. Then they regret it. Because they are so used to being the center of attention. There's going to come a day where when the Lord tells me, stop, I'm going to stop. You know why? Because if I don't, uh, I don't know what's coming up behind me, but I don't want to get caught. So one day, you're not going to hear my voice, but hopefully you'll remember my instruction, what I've told you, the truth I've told you. Yep, 10 years, I'm out of here. I'm not going any longer than 10 years. That's it. There's no reason for me to be here. We're at the end. We're done. This country is over. This church is deceived. The new apostolic reform movement is bringing great, great persecution to all of the churches in this country. The Catholics, the Lutherans, Episcopalians, the, uh, uh, the, all of them. Every evangelical church, every Pentecostal church, bringing to the, uh, to the uh, uh, Messianic churches, every Christian organization, persecution is coming because of this theology, because of this doctrine of demons. You don't have to believe me. God, <clears throat> the Holy Spirit, shut down what happened in Colorado Springs because of the new, ap the new apostolic reform doctrines. And he's going to continue to expose it. I'm not, what I'm speaking, you just watch what God is going to do. And the great war that's going to take place between fundamental sound theology and this theology. There's going to be a war. But one thing is going to happen. The people on the sidelines are going to see where the purity, the holiness, the righteousness, those with no guile that are sincere, they will be brought right up to the top like the, the cream and the butter on the top of the milk. You watch. This is where God will get his glory. These others, many are not even saved. They're in a movement where many in this new apostolic reform are not even believers. They are nominal Christians in name only, but no reality of the Holy Spirit. The Lord tells me, the new, I'm going to be, do something in northern Colorado Watch out for the immature prophets because the prophetic move is going to want to take it over. The prophetic people want to be in charge. They want to control it. They want to kill it. They want to quench it. Watch out for them. Watch out for religion. Much religion. Churches are going to spring up. Boy, the churches that have sprung up here in northern Colorado, unbelievable. 
You know, are they of God? Not all of them. Not all of them. There are very few that are of God. The rest are of man, the will of the flesh, the will of blood, but not by the will of God. Also, the occult world. The occult world, very powerful in Well County. Larimer County, more powerful. Boulder County, the most powerful. Out of Boulder County will come great, great harm to the world, to the country. But out of this state will come a great revelation and knowledge of God's plan for the future. I'm giving, telling you right now about part of that plan. This is the home of the coming Antichrist. It's being revealed to you out of Colorado. The Antichrist will be American president, the final American president. That revelation is coming to you from Colorado, right here in northern Colorado. What happened in southern Colorado? Why it ended being revealed to you through me from Colorado. God is going to shake the Pentecostal churches throughout this country, the charismatic churches, evangelical churches. You have Calvary churches. I have friends and family, Calvary people. But Chuck Smith, he did not have the ability to teach these members in these congregations how to fight battles. They're good people. They love the Word. They love the Lord. They love to sing. But he didn't teach them how to fight battles. Greg Laurie, the same. Paul in the Ephesus. He was with the Ephesians. In the future, he revealed to the those in Ephesus the battles that he had fought, and through the knowledge that he received through those battles, he tells them, we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. We're wrestling against something else, something more powerful, something invisible, something intelligent, something eternal, something with strategy, something with hierarchy, with objectives, with plans, military operation against the body of Christ. Satan, his captains, his lieutenants, and all the foot soldiers that never tire. They work night and day. And he's warning the Ephesians at the end of the book of Acts. I've been with you for three years. And I know what's coming. I've seen it. You're going to be attacked. Because you know I have instructed you on what we're fighting. 
We're fighting things in the air. And here in southern Colorado and in Redlands, California, and throughout my, uh, uh, this Rodney Howard Brown, I'm going to just be honest with you people. These people believe they're going to bind these principalities and powers that have domain and dominion and rule in the air, like the main power that rules over America, Bell, and the spirit that rules over Colorado, a spirit that has his jurisdiction over Wyoming, one over Nevada, one over Nebraska, Kansas, Montana, each spirit a little more powerful than the others. California, very powerful spirit. New York, very powerful. Washington, D.C., a host of powers. Seven hills, seven mountains. Colorado, very powerful spirit here. That's why I don't like Colorado. That's why I don't like living here. But the Lord told me that uh, I have to stay. And what happens if I leave is I'm in danger because I leave the protection where God has, when God places you someplace, he'll protect you there if you're to be there. So that's my protection right here in Colorado, right here in northern Colorado. This is where God has asked me to minister and this is where he's asked me to bring revelation to his children. He loves you. He wants you to have revelation. He wants you to know the truth. He wants you to be warned. There are bogs. There are moss beds out there. you got to be careful. I'll tell you the truth. You may not like it. It's okay. Tell your friends. They have to know. Well, County, they're going to be prophets. Mature. Larimer, prophets. Mature. Boulder County, prophets mature. But God places us in his body. He places us where he wants us at his pleasure. So those who are prophetic, if you hear this word, don't just assume anything. There are, through the scripture, read the prophets. Learn the lessons of the prophets. Find out where God has placed you, what he's called you to do, where he's put you. People around you that are prophetic, if they're giving all these prophecies that don't come to pass, mark them. Don't listen to them. Because they're hearing the Spirit, but not the Holy Spirit. If they're very arrogant, if they're full of themselves, if they're full of pride, Mark them out. If they're competitive, mark them out. If they, if you catch them pushing for position, mark them out. God places us in the chair, in the place, the seat where He wants us. We have to take our position. And if there's going to be any change in seating, he'll do it at the right time. 
But in these three counties, this is where the Holy Spirit, the move is. And here's what's happened. Churches have sprung up exactly like I, my word in 2007. As I spoke it, it's come to pass. Churches have sprung up. There is a prophetic people in these three counties. <clears throat> and they will, because of their nature, they'll destroy what God wants to do. They'll interfere with it. They'll contaminate it. Then the witchcraft. I'm going to have to end right there for now. <clears throat> Next Sunday, 9 to noon, I come live every week. I would like to maybe pre-record, take a break. Uh-uh. <clears throat> the Holy Spirit won't let me do that. I have to be at my post every week to tell you what's coming. What do you see? I have to tell you what I see. Because, and, and for the prophets that leave their post, <clears throat> uh, you'll never return. God will most likely never allow you back to that post again. So, contact information is Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. Podcasts 1360KHNC.com to the Olive Tree site or to the Present Truth site. Program streamed throughout the day. And till next week, God bless you. May God give you His Holy Spirit this week. Empower. Empower. May your intuitive abilities become more sensitive to Him. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. That's all I can do is bless you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit TeheboTeaClub.com. Tehebo is spelled T like Tom, A-H-E-E-B like boy, O, then continue with the word T and then the word club. The complete website is TeheboTeaClub.com or call us at 818-610-8088, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-610-8088, TeheboTeaClub.com. Now is the time to fight for your child's education. We are enrolling now at Civica Academy Charter School in Millican, a tuition-free middle school high school. We are focused on smart and kind students who are prepared for the real world and love this country. We stand for the pledge. We shake hands. We don't have cell phones during the day and focus on pursuing an industry certification by graduation. We You're are proudly outperforming surrounding schools academically while raising up civic. 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. Yeah.